you up here. Spirit one. Lord, Lord, crawling, crawling down on the soil. And then at the healing today. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Hallelujah. 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 That's Lord of Jesus. That's Lord of Jesus. Hallelujah. Right now, how I am prepared. 
hear those experiences. This is his this is his hospital. Supernatural healing happened. 
Joined us 
inataka kuwakaribisha wachungaji wa ngazi ya juu wachache ambao wamejiunga pamoja nasi because of time just present the pastors alone from equatorial guinea kutoka equatorial guinea the pastor from equatorial guinea mchungaji toka equatorial guinea very very senior wangazi ya juu kabisa pastor santiago mchungaji santiago has joined us amejiunga pamoja nasi with his churches pamoja na makanisa zake and the pastor from from rwanda alafu mchungaji toka rwanda has also joined us pia amejiunga pamoja nasi because of time we're just showing the pastors who come later the, the two pastors have joined us wachungaji wawili wamejiunga pamoja nasi from rwanda kutoka rwanda and so this is such a tremendous time blessed people kwa hivyo huni wakati wa nguvu kabisa watu wabarikiwa when the gospel of the coming of the messiah is being preached wakati injili ya kuja kwa masia inahubiriwa and time is over na wakati umekwisha the messiah is coming masia yuaja and so it's such a great honor hivyo basi ni heshima kubwa kabisa to come to you on such a day kuja kwenu katika siku kama hii and talk to you about the coming of the king na kuzungumza kwa na kuzungumza pamoja nanyi kuhusu kuja kwa mfalme wetu the coming of the messiah kuja kwa masia and so tonight na kwa hivyo usiku wa leo because time is not on our side kwa sababu muda hauko upande wetu i have a power packed message here and we have a power packed program for you ninao uchumba wa nguvu kabisa hapa halafu tunaye ratiba iliyo ya nguvu kabisa kwa ajili yenu haleluya haleluya And so turn with me again blessed people. Hivyo basi ingeukeni pamoja nami tena watu wabarikiwa. Our lead scripture the book of Luke chapter 14. Kwenye andiko letu la mwongozo kitabu cha Luka sura ya 14. Luke chapter 14 blessed people. Kitabu cha Luka sura ya 14 watu wabarikiwa. Has been our lead scripture for some time. Limekuwa andiko letu la mwongozo kwa muda kadhaa sasa. A very powerful scripture we have seen. Andiko la nguvu kabisa tumeona. That has given us so much. Ambayo imetupatia mengi kabisa. In the mighty name of Jesus katika jina kula Yesu. And so tonight, na kwa hivyo usiku wa leo, I'm going to initiate a conversation. Inaenda kuanzisha mazungumzo that will continue into tomorrow which is Sunday. Ambayo itaendelea hadi kesho ambayo ni Jumapili. And so I want to bless you all that are tuned in in the mighty name of Jesus. Hivyo ninataka kuwabariki nyote ambao mnasikiliza katika jina kula Yesu. I want to welcome the blessed senior archbishop. Na ninataka kumkaribisha askofu mkumbarikiwa. The one who is Uh, on top of that is the lead is the one that is watching the entire church yeye ambaye anatazama na kuangalia kanisa lote zima the entire church globally is the global general overseer yeye ndiye mwangalizi wa kimataifa wa ulimwengu wote mzima the senior right reverend wandera is the national overseer kasisi right reverend wandera yeye ndiye mwangalizi wa kitaifa but the senior archbishop welcome back home lakini askofu mkumbarikiwa karibu nyumbani. And I want to bless you blessed people that are tuned in tonight. Na ninataka kuwabariki ninyi watu wabarikiwa ambao mnasikiliza usiku wa leo. And let you understand. Na kusababisha mfahamu that these are very powerful sessions the Lord is holding with you. Ya kwamba hizi ni awamu za nguvu kabisa ambazo Bwana anafanya pamoja nanyi. These are the Lord's depositions. Hii haya ni mawekezo ya Mungu. These are the ones he's using to lay forth a serious case against the generation. But nobody may ever say oh I never knew. Oh I never heard. That's why blessed people. I want us to go back again to our lead scripture that has been a treasure. The book of Luke chapter 14. Verses 25 all the way to 35. Mstari wa 25 hadi 35. And in these scriptures here. Na katika maandiko haya hapa. It says 
large crowd were traveling with Jesus. Anasema umati mkubwa wa watu ulikuwa kisafiri pamoja na Yesu. And traveling coming along with Jesus in other words. Wakiandamana pamoja na Yesu kwa maneno mengine. And he says and turning to them his face. Kisha asemaye kwamba naye akageuka akawaambia large crowd was simply traveling with him. Umati mkubwa wa watu kimsingi walikuwa nasafiri tu pamoja naye. And Jesus saw that there was a little misconception, misunderstanding. Na kisha Yesu akaona ya kwamba kunayo sitofahamu kidogo. So misapprehension of the truth. Bila kufahamu kweli. And so he stopped and turned to them. Ile basi alisimama akageuka kwao. That fact that the Lord stopped. Hiyo kauli ya kwamba Bwana alisimama and turned to them. Alafu akageuka kwao. I say Ninisema is a tremendous act of grace. Ya kwamba ni tendo kuu kabisa la neema. That he turned he finally turned his attention to them. Ya kwamba hatimaye aligeuza umakinifu wake kwao. Because these are people who could have just walked on. Ya kwamba kwa sababu hawa ni watu ambao wangeendelea tu kutembea. Think they are doing well with the Lord. Wakifikiria kwamba wanaendelea vyema na Bwana. Think they are following the Lord. Wakifikiria kwamba wanafuata Bwana. Think they are disciples of Jesus. Wakifikiria kwamba wao ni wanafunzi wa Yesu. They are going to the kingdom of God. Wakifikiria kwamba wanaenda katika kingdom of God. Think they are born again. The same thing you see in the church today. When you see many people just coming along with Jesus in the church. Many people simply traveling with Jesus. Enjoying the innuendos, enjoying the rhetoric, enjoying the oracles. This oratory skill. Celebrating him without understanding what it means to be a true follower of Jesus. That to be a true follower of Jesus. There is a tremendous serious undertaking that ought to involve you and him. You ought to get into a serious undertaking, commitment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's why he says, and turning to them, that was the greatest act of mercy, grace and compassion, love and forgiveness. That is now God pursuing man, fallen man. That is God having mercy on you and turning his face towards you. Christ. Kwa hivyo anatambulisha maana ya kuwa mwanafunzi wa Kristo. To be born again. 
walking. I would, I would believe you me. I would love to stop that you may enjoy seeing Baraka walking, the new creeper that is walking today. Si wote wanatembea amini usiamini. Ningependa sana nisimame ni kwamba tumepata kusherekea. Huyu kiwete mpya kabisa Baraka Omar ambaye anatembea. I would have loved that. Ningependa sana kufanya hivyo. But this is key. Lakini hii ni nyeti. Let us start with this first. Wacha tuanze na hii kwanza. And then we'll come later. Alafu baadaye tutakuta. And celebrate because the night is long. Na kusherehekea kwa sababu usiku ni mrefu. The senior archbishop is back. Askofu mkuu amerudi. So we might even go on until midday, who knows? Hivyo basi uone hata tuendelee hadi saa 6 mchana nani ajuaye? But in fact, lakini anasema, such a person cannot be my disciple. Ya kwamba mtu kama huyo hawezi kuwa mwanafunzi wangu. And then he says, kisha asema, and whoever does not carry their cross and follow him. And I told you that number one must 
Learn from Jesus. To really to be a disciple is different from somebody who is simply celebrating Jesus as a celebrity. To be a disciple of Jesus requires certain things to be done in you. A certain undertaking and commitment by you. The meaning of disciple is that you are a follower of somebody. But not just following the person. But you are a student of that person. That means you are learning from that person. That person becomes your maestro, maestro. He becomes your teacher. He becomes your maestro, your master. The fact that you now learn from them, you become their student. You are learning from them. And eventually you want to be like them. That is the meaning of being a disciple. That's why he looked at them and he pitied them and turned to them and rebuked them. So they said, no. Don't be there traveling with me thinking you are my disciples. Be my disciples a serious undertaking. Meaning you want to learn from him. You are a student of him. You are learning the things he is doing. You want to be like him. So if there is any definition of the Christian salvation, the Christian, that it is. To learn from Jesus, from the example of his life, and from his teaching, that you may be like him. In other words, Christ-like. So that is the true definition of Christianity, of a born-again person. Of being born again. That means you are a student of Jesus. And you are continually learning from Jesus. From his life example. And from his teaching. And you are drawing closer and closer on a daily basis to the character of Jesus. So what does it take to do that? Number one, you have to begin by submission to Jesus. Because remember, you are learning to be like Jesus. So Jesus fully submitted to the will of God the Father. And if you are learning from him as his student to be a disciple, as his disciple, as a born again, as a Christian, then you too must now embrace total submission to God through Christ Jesus. Matthew chapter 28. 
that was announcing that the king of all the nations has been born. And remember when they finally came to the city, to Herod's palace, they lost direction again. They lost the heavenly host. When they came to the heavenly host, when they came rather to the postmodernism, to the modernism of mankind, then they lost the heavenly host. When they came out again and went into the darkness of the villages, then they were able to spot the heavenly host that is navigating them again. That is the kind of scenario that was happening in November 1, the year 2006. At about 3 a.m. in the morning. And at that time, he makes me look up and I saw total pitch darkness, absolute obscurity. And then as I looked up in that pitch darkness, then all of a sudden I saw heaven opening like a sandwich, like a scroll rolling away. Rolling away like a sandwich on both sides. And then I saw the inside of heaven. What did I see when I looked inside? I saw the tremendous splendor and magnificence of the glory of God. I saw the brilliance and the radiance of the tremendous glory of Yahweh. And I, the glory of Yahweh, as I looked from out here, threw into heaven. I saw the glory of the Lord hovering, moving around the expanse of heaven. Supervising the expanse of heaven. I saw the glory of God. I saw him doing duty. Committing himself to duty. He was conducting and executing duty inside heaven. Supervising the expanse of his kingdom in heaven. And then after a while, then I saw the glory starting to come towards the entrance that has opened. And then the glory passed through the entrance, reaching the borders of heaven. Reaching the boundaries, the gates of heaven. And coming out. And then at that point I was mesmerized and amazed. Because at that point then I was now for the first time able to behold the power and the authority of God. Because when the glory came out, I saw real power. Not political power. Not economic power. Not military power. 
was now able to well perceive what I was seeing. I was now able to understand better the radiance, magnificence, and the authority of the glory that came and chased away the dominion of darkness. Because I was not understanding that that actually is the manifestation of the authority of the Messiah. And the wedding rings that the Lord placed at the entrance to heaven in the sky. Those wedding rings were bespeaking. They were symbolism, the embodiment, if you will. The embodiment of the authority of the Messiah. Meaning the Lord announced it to the nation. Tell him, go tell them. Tell them to only enter heaven through this event of this wedding ring. The spiritual wedding of God. The spiritual wedding of the Lamb of God. Tell them not to worry about pre-tribulation rapture, mid-tribulation rapture, post-tribulation rapture. Not to worry about the theories and philosophies of man, but simply to prepare and enter through this event here. And to reserve for you a seat 
one of the tables at the wedding feast of the Lamb of God, the wedding dinner, the wedding supper, that celebration day, when you wear your garments and you're carrying the crowns you've been given and sitting over there, and enjoying the wedding supper of the Lamb, God will be sitting right in front of you like this. So the Lord was simply communicating with the earth, with me to bring the message to you through these events in this vision up in the sky. He was saying that the rooms are reserved now. Each of you have your room now. Every person there is room, her room. In the holy kingdom of God, of glory. Then after that, you could also tell that he's saying that the reservations have been made at the dinner table. When the ceremonies of heaven will be held now. In commemoration of what you have done for the Lord of the earth here. When the Lord will be sitting right in front of you there. And so I could understand now that heaven is ready to receive the church. And he says that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Christ Jesus. So if we are looking at what it takes to be a disciple of Christ, and we are finding that to be a disciple of Christ, number one, you must be fully submitted to the Christ. They don't submit to authority. 
your home, you are beginning to raise rebels, children who are rebels what? in your home. When it begins at home. You find that you are raising children that are rebels today. They are raising them in their home. They cannot submit to authority. Whatever they want is what they get. And if they do anything wrong, they get away with it. There is no symbolizing authority in their lives as a role model. And that is what you see graduates on. Where you hear that when they reach university, they become rebellious. They stop calling the parents, stop going home. Oh, 
state of your Christianity. Your salvation. The first question is, within a rebellious age, this rebellious generation, am I fully submitted to the will of God? That is primary, absolutely fundamental. And that's why you see that same rebellion and failure to submit has also been translated into the pulpit, the practice at the pulpit. That's why you see today the pastors, they don't submit to God's authority. They do what they want. They have no sense of submission under the authority of God. So they are guilty of insubordination to the Lord. And that's why they can do whatever they want at the pulpit. Preach money and go into immorality without fear. And that's why you see when they are preaching, they can say things that will shock you. You'll be like, wow, how can you say such a thing? Don't you fear God? Because they are not submitted under the authority of the Lord. They are doing their own thing. And yet here the creepers are walking. The archbishop is being snatched from the teeth of death, the jaws of death. Julian Barry syndromes are being healed. The doctors are coming out with their 25 years of medical practice. American doctors are coming out. The professors of neurosurgery in Finland are coming out. God. 
The mind governed by flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Nor can it do so. Now you can understand the apostasy going on in this age in the church. If there is any one thing you could be told to lay your hand on and assign it responsible to the present day apostasy. And to say that this is the one responsible for the present apostasy. That thing is called failure to submit. Failure to make submission. The failure to submit under the authority of God. Because it says here very clearly. That the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. He does not submit to God's law, God's will. Neither is it capable of submitting. But then you understand that the present day church of Christian who is not totally submitted to Jesus is being governed by the flesh. That if you are not submitted to the Lord, you are absolutely governed by the flesh. And he says that kind of mind is not even capable of submitting to the to the Lord, the will of God, the authority of Yahweh. Why does God demand? Why is it worthy that those who want to be disciples of Jesus can submit to him? Colossians chapter 1, 15, 18. The Son is the image of the invisible God. How powerful then to submit under him that is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. How worthy he is that we submit under him because he is the firstborn of all creation. The first to resurrect. The first to go up there prepare the way for us. Verse 16. For in him all things were created. How powerful to submit under such a mighty God that created all things. Things in heaven and on earth. How mighty, whom else then can you submit to and become a student if you cannot submit to such a mighty God who is the head of all, the firstborn of all creation, and he has the power, he says, and the things in heaven were created under him, things of the earth created under him, visible, invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, things were all created through him and for him. How mighty a God to submit under. 
given to him. So the book of Ephesians, chapter 122, it says that God placed all things under his feet. Hallelujah. What a mighty maestro. What a worthy teacher to submit under, to learn from. And learn from him. And God placed all things under his feet. And appointed him to be head over everything for the church. If you don't submit to Jesus, who else are you going to submit to? He is the final authority. He even enjoys supremacy. And all the fullness of God, the deity of the triune God, was pleased to dwell in him.
and become mature as a Christian. He knows the path that you should follow. Yes. become a mature Christian. So why would in the present day church want to submit under such an awesome God? Such a mighty God. He is the appointing authority. That is appointing all the workers in the house. And he is the one that knows the pathway. Pathway you need to pursue if you want to enter the kingdom of glory as a mature church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. Why wouldn't you want to submit under such a God that has ascended on high, seated on the right hand side of God the Father?
they want to work under someone who has authority, who is able to transmit it to them during the training. But when it comes to your Christianity, why are you not sitting down and evaluating things and asking yourself, which God do I want to submit myself under? Under which God? Do I want to be edified? Which God? Do I want that he may teach me? Do I want to follow? And when you check carefully, you find that there is no other God with such authority as Jesus. So why the insubordination and rebellion in the church? And we are right now trending number one on Twitter. 
father. Does not hate wife and children. Does not hate brothers and sisters. And does not hate his own life. Cannot be my disciple. And then he says, whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. But tonight we are narrowing on one thing. What does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? And you have found out that is very fundamental. Fundamental feature of the disciples, the true disciples of Jesus. They are totally submitted under Jesus. Before they begin to learn the teachings of Jesus, they must be fully submitted under the Lord Jesus. Could it be true that the reason the present day church is in apostasy is because they are not fully submitted under Jesus? Then you are aware that there 
is a higher authority above you. Then you are aware that you are accountable to that higher authority. Then you will begin to audit everything you do to choose and do only that which will please he that is above you. You watch the Christian Global TV, the Global Christian TV. You see a church that is outrightly rogue. They are never submitted before God. That's why they are dressed like that, can worship like that, can lie and do false prophecies. They have not submitted fully. You can tell that they are saying they are not accountable to anybody. Revelation chapter 3. Why should you submit under Jesus? Why is it that the first characteristic of the born again person is total submission to Jesus? Revelation chapter 3, 4, and 5 says, Yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not sold their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white because they are worthy, they are holy. Verse 5, the one who is victorious will like them be dressed in white. I will never blot out the, the name of that person from the book of life that belongs to the glorious name of God. But I will acknowledge that name before my father and his angels. And so he's saying here that the Jesus we are submitted under, the Jesus you are required as a Christian to submit fully under, he is the one who is the author of the ledger, the register, the book of the citizens of the kingdom of God. The glorious book of life of the glorious Lamb of God. The one that is the owner of the book of life. The one that determines whose name to put in the book of life or blood house. Why has the present day church not submitted fully under Jesus with all this man of authority here? He is the owner of the citizenry of heaven. Heaven, that he 
your police of meeting. Then we can talk about being taught by Jesus. We can talk about imitating Jesus. We can talk about looking, being Christ-like. But the primary identity of a born again. Somebody who is saved. Somebody delivered. Somebody who is a follower of Jesus. Somebody who is a disciple. Is a total submission under the authority of Christ. Hallelujah. And in the book of Hebrews chapter 9, we read here the other day. All of us read it here. And he says the following. That only he delivered you. So which other God does the present day church want to submit under the God of money? No. The God of immorality? No. Only Jesus delivered you by his blood. Look at Hebrews chapter 9 from verse 11. But when Christ came as a high priest of the good things that are now already here, he brought us the perfect tabernacle. He entered the most holy place by the authority, the merit of his own blood. He obtained eternal redemption for us. And then he gave us cleansing us. He cleansed us by his own blood. Using the blood of Christ. And he gave us the eternal spirit of God. To make us unblemished. He cleansed our consciences. From all actions that lead to death. And you go on and on and on. Only he is worthy. To teach us. To train the child. To counsel the child. To instruct the child. So the church must submit under Jesus. There are no two ways on this. There are no two ways on this. Only Jesus is worthy. To teach the church. But you look at the present day church. They have refused submission. They are pursuing other things. And if you look at the book of Genesis 14, he came cutting bread and wine. And wine. And then he met Abraham. He brought bread and wine. The new covenant. The covenant of his own blood. The covenant of redemption. Isn't it awesome? That the church should fully submit under her creator. So, when he says, whosoever does not carry their cross, and follow me. Cannot be born again. Cannot be my disciple. 
cannot be my follower. Cannot be delivered. Cannot see the kingdom of heaven. It's a very serious indictment to the present day church. Because he says that submission comes first before instruction. Because you become literally unteachable when you are not submitted. He's saying that when the present day church submits fully under Christ, then at that place, he can train them. At that place, she can be led to the kingdom of glory. But the rebellion you see in this age will destroy for the church. It will bring them to hell. Because he's saying, you must submit first. Genesis 14, 17 to 20, he appeared with bread and wine. Meaning only he knows the way. Only he is the maestro that can teach you about the kingdom of glory. Genesis 3.15 Only he has capacity to crush the head of the serpent on your behalf. Genesis 22.13 Only he is able to bring you the substitute death that you may not face the wrath of God. He's able to take up the wrath of God unto himself. Nobody else is able to die for you. If you see John chapter 1, from verse 1, only he in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. What a mighty teacher to submit under. What a mighty teacher. Mighty so when you see the rebellion in the present day church, then you realize that is the lie of the devil. Because that can only take them to hell. If you look at the book of Matthew 24, 45, 51, Again, Matthew chapter 24, verse 45 to 51. Who then is the faithful and wise servant? Whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household. Here says the master. The house belongs to Jesus. So if we are going to be Christians, Christ followers, the first identity, first hallmark, is that we have to be fully submitted under Christ. Under his authority. In that way we are accountable to him. 
And that is the only way we can honor him for what he did at Calvary. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of all the servants in his household to give them food at the proper time. It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. So in this way he's talking about Jesus returning to the church. Jesus coming to his house. The pastors of this day are wrong. The church does not belong to you. Only Jesus died for the church. The church belongs to the Lord Jesus. He is the master, the maestro, the owner of the house. And so if we were aware of that, that would have brought a serious accountability to the pulpit of this day. Then you cannot just do anything you want to do, never. So then you know the house is not yours. The house has its owner who has only delegated you power to be able to execute some work before you return. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 11, it is the only plea of God. The roots of that tree, they drink the sap that he carried, Melchizedek carried bread and the wine. The roots of that only tree of God, they drink the sap of the bread and wine Melchizedek appeared with. And then the sap that goes up seeds the grafted branch of the Gentiles and the original branch of the Hebrew church, the Jewish church. That is Jesus. That tree is Jesus. Again, one branch which is a wild olive grafted, that is now the Gentile church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it says the original branch is the Hebrew church, the that, Jewish church, the Israel. And he owns them all. And he feeds them all. He sustains them all. Is it even worthy for us to submit under? Why the insubordination? Why the rebellion that you see in this age? Revelation chapter 5, I'm reading 1 3. I can jump to 9 10, then come to 1 3. And they sung a new song saying, Revelation 5 9. And they sang a new song saying, 
wanasema kukizumbuka hicho kiti cha enzi we are going to pour out the throne alikuwa na viti 24 nabi enzi and seated on them na aliyekuwa amekaa juu yake we are 24 elders walikuwa wazee 24 they were dressed in white waliokuwa wamevaa majoho meupe and had crowns of gold on their heads wakiwa na taji za dhahabu vichoni mwao arrangement this constellation configuration mpangilio huu at the throne of god katika enzi ya mungu when the lamb now takes the scroll wakati, in chapter 5 this entire configuration they go down and worship the lamb at the center of the throne and the entire heaven and all the angels and the seraphim cherubim they all worship the lamb Jesus said to her. Anasema Yesu akamwambia. 
I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live. Even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Wouldn't you want to submit under the Lord that is able to overcome death and give eternal life? Hallelujah. And so blessed people. We are taking a short break, then when I come back, then I'll come and touch on something very key, very sensitive on being a Christian, being born again. We are taking a short worship break, about three, four songs. A health break. That you may take a glass of water and drink. That you may take a phone and call somebody and say, Are you following what I'm following? That you may take the phone or write on Twitter or WhatsApp and, and on Facebook and ask somebody, Are you listening to what Are you hearing what I'm hearing? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus loves you. Yes, when we come back, I will handle another important feature that characterizes those who are true Christians, true disciples of Jesus. Thank you.